Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. If you're listening to this episode right when I released it, today is April 18th, the official tax day here in the U.S. Along with this being a time where some of us might be rushing to hurry up and get those last tax forms in or sitting around waiting for that refund check to show up. This is also prime time for scammers to try to get into all of your personal information, including your bank accounts. And so I wanted to share with you all a segment that I recorded with Natalie Lizarraga over at NBCLX, all about how to keep yourself and your accounts safe. Fraud right now is on the rise, first of all. And and the ways that scammers are just trying to catch us all off guard, they are getting better and better at this, that's for sure. They really are. And I think it's just so important now that we're all kind of on guard. I, I hate to tell people, like, just be be skeptical of every phone call and email you get, but you kind of have to. Not, not in a weird way, but in a just be cautious. You can't trust every call and email that, that rolls your way. One of the biggest things that we're seeing, like I mentioned, was these fake phone calls. And it feels like they're getting more and more sophisticated. And one of the things that they're doing is this thing called phone spoofing. And this is where scammers can disguise their phone number using some like, obviously it's very technical, but some type of color ID blocker or changer that makes their number look as if it comes from maybe a number you might recognize, like from a friend or from a company. Uh, Sometimes they'll even use your same area code in the first few digits of your phone number just to make it look familiar, to kind of trick you into picking up. It's like, hey, this number looks like someone I might know because it's almost identical to your phone number. These can be like these generic calls that ask you about like your car warranty. We've all got those. Or they could be using information that they found out about you online using social media profiles. And they can create like the sense of urgency to try to pressure you into giving into the request, which is typically some type of personal information. You know, they can say like, oh, we're calling from your bank and we just want to verify that this transaction was you. Could you give us the digits on your uh, debit card in order to verify your identity? So you want to be very careful. And the, the, the best thing you do to protect yourself in these situations is just never give out any personal information mm-hmm. on the phone, no matter how convincing it may seem. Uh, and then the other thing you do is just ignore numbers you aren't familiar with, which can be really difficult because, you know, you might miss real phone calls but you just you have to be cautious because they're very clever very tricky and you know if one thing you can do is if you accidentally pick up a phone call and they start asking you stuff and you kind of feel uneasy about it remember that you can always say let me call you back because your bank or credit union they're never going to ask you for any personal information they're not going to pressure you so what you can do is say you know what i'm going to call you back and then if they give you a hard time you know they're probably not your bank but then you can just call the number on the back of your debit card or credit card and then that way you know you're getting directly to the actual bank and not talking to someone who's just trying to steal your information or you could just hang up you just click <laughs> yes <laughs> it's another option i feel like chris i've gotten calls for student loan forgiveness for car mm. leases for warranties all of those calls I feel like have come my way at some point. Now scammers, they're trying to take advantage of you with using emails, which we get tons and tons a day. Kind of hard to tell the difference between a real one and a fake one. Yeah, they are so clever. Like they're 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 really good at making these emails look like they're coming from someone that you would be expecting an email from. And they'll they'll do things like create these fake websites. That way, if you happen to click on a link in the email they sent you, it looks very similar to your bank's website. But instead of actually taking you into your account, they're just stealing everything you're typing in or capturing your username and password. But what you want to do is look at the email address it is coming from because often Sometimes it can be kind of obscure. Sometimes they'll replace the actual email address uh, in your emails with like a name. It may say, you know, I don't chase or Bank of America, but when you click on it, it'll have like a completely different, weird looking email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, like you may see something like, oh, this is a support email from Google. But when you look at the email, it, it says at Google, but Google spelled with three O's. They'll do these little slight typos in the, in the, the domain of the email address to make it so that they can actually, obviously they can have it because they can't get the actual Google email address, but they'll make it close enough that if you're not paying attention, you might think, oh, this is legit. So another way that they might also try to trick you is by getting access to the email account of a friend or a coworker. 
because not everyone, you know, is going to be prepared for these attacks coming their way. So they may trick someone into giving them their information so they can log into their email address. And then they'll just mass email everyone in their contact list. And so if you get an email from a friend or a coworker that's like, hey, you know, just checking in, but you know, how are you doing? How's your social security? Let me, let me, let me run a check for you real quick. You know, obviously that is fake. Your friend's not going to ask you to do that. So if you ever get a weird email, obviously just delete it. Don't give any personal information over email. Uh, and I recommend calling the person because if it is kind of believable, I, you know, they're not asking for your social security number, but they're asking for something that maybe a coworker might ask, but yeah. you're not sure. Delete the email and call the person just to verify uh, because you never want to respond back to the email. Say, hey, is this really you? Because obviously if they're a scammer, they're like, yeah, you know, sorry, my email sounded weird. It was just, you know, I'm, I'm tired today. So, you know, just do whatever you can to avoid responding back to those emails because you're just kind of buying into their tricks. that you mentioned is calling the people that you think it's from if it's someone that you might know because a lot of these people are finding out because you called them and they have no idea yes. that they have been hacked or getting scammed most of the time it's someone being like hey you sent me a weird dm or something and then they find out that they have gotten hacked via someone telling them yeah that, that's, that's the best thing to do as well like you said like let them know because if you've been hacked and you're not someone who's in your email constantly you have no idea especially yeah. if you're not even going into like your sent mailbox most right. people are looking at their inbox so they're not noticing what emails may be going out of their account. So definitely, if you know something weird, let the person know because yeah. then they can try to at least change their password. Now, what are some ways that we can all kind of keep things really safe and secure in our bank accounts? So what you want to do is just make things as difficult as possible for someone trying to get into your bank account. And one of the best things you can do is turn on something called two-factor authentication. And you want to do this on as many accounts as you can, but specifically your bank accounts, your financial accounts, your investment accounts, those things, you want to have that on and in place. Uh, because basically what two-factor authentication means is that it's adding a second way of confirming your identity before you get to log in. So even if someone manages to steal your username and password, that's not enough to get into your account. They're going to need something else, another code to get them through. And so there's two most common options you're seeing right now. Uh, one and the most secure option is something called an authenticator app. Uh, you see this from like Google and Microsoft both have one. There's several other companies that produce these as well. But basically when you turn this on, you download this app on your phone. And when you turn it on your bank account, it gives you a QR code. You scan that with the app and then it creates a profile in your authenticator app. So every time you log in, you put in your username and password, then you go to that app and it'll give you a typically like around a six digit code that you then have to put in. And that code is a rolling code. So it's constantly changing every you know 30 seconds to a minute. It's going to rotate and create a brand new code. And so when you put that code in, it verifies who you are. It allows you to get mm. into the account, preventing someone who's stolen your other credentials yeah. from being able to get in. Uh, the other option would be something like a text message. So they'll say, all right, you give them your phone number for your bank. And then when you log in, it'll ask you, okay, can we send you a, a code via text? You say yes. And then they'll text you a dig, um, you know, like a multi-digit code. You type that in and that verifies your identity. Not quite as safe as authenticator mm. app because there are ways to get around that, but still better than not having anything. Like I mentioned in my conversation with Natalie, I really hate to make you all be paranoid out there, but I just want you to be cautious and careful. You really do have to take a second look at the calls and messages that you're receiving just to be 100% sure that you are communicating with who you think you are because scammers are very clever. They're getting really good at this. I just want you all to be safe out there. But as always, I appreciate you all joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.